y'all. Welcome back. Hello, hello, and hell to the earth. Yes, <laughs> it is. Wow, episode 77. We're getting close to that 100 episode mark. Yeah. Ooh, we, <laughs> ooh, we, child. But yes, thank you for joining us again for another episode. Um, yeah, this should not be your first time, but if it is, welcome. This is where we uh, pretty much celebrate black and brown creatives in the entertainment industry. We give you a would you rather, no better, do better, but we encourage you. We hit you with the news segment and then we go into the main segment. And quite frankly, if you read the description and the title, you know we are reviewing Netflix's show, which just, I think this weekend came out, um, if you're uh, listening to this, um, The Upshaws, um, a comedy sitcom. So we're going to talk about the pilot episode. Um, And then we have our Niggas You Should Know, where we go ahead and give flowers and, and, you know, show love to the black and brown folks who are doing it in the entertainment industry. We see you, we love you, and we will always stand for you. Like Issa said, we are rooting for everybody black, point blank, period. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, let's go ahead and get this started. All right, so earlier, me and Corey were talking um, about, you know, the Housewives franchise, uh, my two favorite Housewives franchise, because they're the blackest ones, let's just be real, um, is Housewives of Potomac and Housewives of Atlanta. And of course, Atlanta has been on longer, has more episodes, but I love both of those uh, franchises. So Corey, would you rather be a housewife would you rather be a cast member in the Housewives of Potomac? And if y'all don't know where Potomac is, it is Potomac, Maryland, right in the DMV area. I love that area, came from that area. Or would you be rather be in the Housewives of Atlanta? Um, Definitely Atlanta. Um, there is no question there. Those gals are off the chain. Yes. And I love me some off the chain miss. So, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely. I mean, ouch! I wish that Nini would be there, mm. um, because I feel like it would be a lot more fun if we right. were part of the festivities. But can't have everything. So, <laughs> yeah, it's without a doubt. I'm I'm in ATU. Nice. nice. The shade is it's just too real for me to not be a part. Of that. <laughs> What about you here? This is so hard. And I came up with this question, but um it shows my love. It shows my love for the franchises. I would have to pick Housewives of Atlanta. I just first of all, I want to be in Candy's dungeon. I want a nickname that she gave to all the ladies. I think it would be fun to be a part of that. Also, I want to be friends with Candy. Um yeah. <laughs> like I need that business acumen pronto. Okay. I would be like, I'm interning with Candy as a housewife so I can get my business started. Um, Truly, everything she touches turns to gold. And I need that Midas touch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And also, I think Portia would be fun to party with. (laughs) I could. Yeah. She's something else too. Absolutely. See myself. Um, And also, I think I I would like to hang out at Cynthia Bailey's house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at her house on the, on the hill or the manor or whatever they call it, child. Um, 
So yeah, I would say Atlanta, although I miss the DMV area, that's why I would be like, man, I would be closer to home. I could see family, you know, in the Maryland area, but like, damn. And also I just feel like Atlanta got cheaper land prices. Like I could be. Oh yeah, you can buy a whole ass mansion. Truly. To be honest. Truly, I want it. So yeah, we both going to be in Atlanta and we have to come up with that theme, you know, when they turn around, like, <laughs> they say that whole shit in the, in the beginning. I love it. I'm just going to whip around. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't stand my show, get out of the chair. Whatever. I don't know what they say. But they do all sorts of stuff. I love that shit. So, yes, that, that my friend, is uh, the Would You Rather. Ow. Yes, 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 yes. So, moving right into our Know Better, Do Better. Um, the one I have for you guys is that nothing happens overnight, child. Please practice, child. Cause who? I don't know it's hard because I'm the most impatient person in the world. I want everything to happen now, (laughs) now, immediately. Mm -hmm. And that is just not life. Sometimes you gotta, you know, put things in place so that later on down the road, everything is just will fall into place the way that you envisioned. And then sometimes things don't go the way we want. Sometimes you be wanting some shit right now, but God said, baby, um, <laughs> he said, that's not for you right now. That's for you in maybe a year or two. So especially when it comes to trying to do anything in the entertainment industry, right, it's right. not going to happen overnight. Okay. Yeah. A lot of times you got to work your way up. Yep. You got to keep practicing your writing, your crafts until Talk it actually gets it. good. Talk about so it. cares about it. Mm-hmm. Or you got to keep networking your little ass off until you meet the right person who can do something for you or do or you can just gotta keep shooting shit until um, you know you can do something for yourself. Amen. So don't know happen overnight, babies. So just know that patience is a virtue and mm. make sure we're always exercising it. And uh your time is coming. Amen. Everyone has a time. So don't be comparing your timeline to somebody else's. That's it. Amen. That's a word. I think that that was just for me, honestly. So I received that. <laughs> Truly. Like yeah, for me word. too, child. I was like, let me go ahead and preach myself real quick. Okay. <laughs> Please stay in courage. But yeah, you ain't said nothing but the truth. So yes, everybody, everybody's on a different timeline. There's patience. And there's some lessons in the process. I, I'm with you. I don't like the process. I'm like, let me get to the destination. All this all this trying to figure out and, and maneuver and shit like just get me there what are we what are we doing yeah. what are we doing here this but, is foolishness but you know you are correct you got to build and even in the building process and the creative process you, you you like get your voice down you have your own perspective you start growing as an own artist so yeah Corey done uh gave y'all the word i hope y'all take that and run with it particularly in this industry okay thanks <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're going to get right into the news. As y'all know, all of our news comes from Shadow and Act, which is a publication, both, well, mostly online. We get most of it online, but um, that focuses on Black and Brown creatives who are doing big things in the industry. Uh, Don't also forget to, you know, make sure you're up on your deadlines, your Hollywood reporters, your varieties, all of those, but also Shadow and Act, you know, BET, all of that. Please make sure you stay on top of that stuff. Okay, so our first news, our first headline, um, this comes from the article written by Trey um, Mangum. And Issa 
Ray, again, Issa Ray out here working, giving us the things we do not deserve. Also, y'all should check, check her me. out on, I think, like, there's a, um, oh, I put her on my um story, but she looks, again, amazing on a magazine cover. Check her out on all of them. There's a recent one that just, like, came out today. It's, like, fucking amazing. Um, so, yeah, Issa Ray sets unscripted series on black young black south la and project Greenlight reboot at hbo max so um not only is she giving us scripted because we already talked about uh rap shit <laughs> which i cannot wait after the last season of um insecure which my Ooh. god if you want to talk about writing if you want to study some writing that show Shout out to her, Natasha Rothwell, the whole motherfucking writer's team, writer's team, like, room. That shit, it's a fucking great show. But yeah, I'm standing real quick and give y'all the news. So basically, this unscripted series is in the works. And of course, it's from Issa Rae. It's uh, one is called uh, Sweet Life Los Angeles. Um, and the other is the reboot series of Project Greenlight. If you don't know what that project was, it was back in the day, basically, like they were focusing on filmmakers who were trying to create um, projects and get them, quote unquote, greenlit. Um, HBO did that. So they're bringing that back and Issa Rae is going to be a part of that. I love that. Awesome. So um, let me give you all a rundown of Sweet Life LA. Um, so according to this article, it gives an honest and unique look into what it means to be young, Black, and in constant pursuit of one's dreams in the heart of South Los Angeles. The series follows a group of young, strong-willed, ambitious, ambitious excuse me, Black friends showcasing their uh, relatable, authentic, and sometimes stumbling mid-20s moments as they embrace the joy and the struggles of love and family while building their careers as tastemakers and influencers in the city that they grew up in. So um, we were talking earlier about this, and it was giving me a lot of College Hill vibes, except Mm-hmm. you know, less drama. It seems yeah. like it's going to be, it feels like the tone's going to be a little bit more heartfelt and talk about their own experiences, which I appreciate. Um, on Project Greenlit, you know, um, Ray will appear in every episode as an executive producer, providing guidance and mentorship to those aspiring filmmakers who kind of come on and try and get their stuff, quote unquote, greenlit. Um, here's a quote um, at HBO Max. Uh, we are committed to providing a platform of diverse and up and coming talent, says O'Connell of the project. Um, Issa is uniquely skilled in the space, and we are thrilled to be partnering with her. And Miramax, as a promising group of filmmakers, is inspired and challenged with their biggest opportunity yet. Um, by relaunching the iconic Green uh, Project Greenlight with the brilliant Issa Rae and HBO Max, we are we continue our efforts to mine the Miramax library and create exciting, groundbreaking new content. So shout out to them. Um, That was a quote from uh, Mark uh, Helwig, head of worldwide television at Miramax. I'm excited for these two projects. Again, um, this is uh, Sweet Life, Los Angeles, uh, and then Project Greenlight, which is coming back. So shout out to Issa Rae, the queen, killing it like always. Um, You know, I'm gonna make time for all the the projects to watch, child, because that's what we did. Yeah. All right. News on Kenya Barris. Um, I just feel like he has the whole ish cinematic universe on lock. Um, oh God. Black ish, mixed ish, grown ish, child, everything ish. The only thing he didn't have ish was um, uh, Black AF, which was on uh, Netflix. Um, but anyway, the headline. Old ish, 
Oh yeah, oldish too. Yep, yep. He has. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. That's a spinoff. No, in fact, it's gonna be in the headline. Child, you, (laughs) you, you are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Here you are making a very good joke, and no sis, it is correct. (laughs) It is. It is real. Okay, so Kenya Barris <laughs> developing brownish with Eva Longoria. <laughs> and ABC also gives status update on old-ish. So yes, ma'am, it is real. Uh, they always, oh my gosh. Um, so basically the blackish, um, blackish, as they said before, it is ending season eight. And um, I really love um, Mixed Dish. I didn't know that was ending, um, which mm-hmm. makes me sad. I actually liked it a lot. But um, so Mixed Dish is canceled after two seasons. Um, but there were some other updates on the projects that he's working on. Um, Barra and Barris, excuse me, and Eva Longoria are developing Brownish. Um, it's still a concept that is in development, but um, they haven't rolled out firm plans around that yet. Um, and right now um they have no basically they're looking at no however it looks like there's no current development for oldish um on oldish we have no current plans to to make it as a pilot which i was like oh so maybe they'll go straight to series with that but from my understanding um as i try and get this article loaded i don't know why it's taking a hard time but um oldish basically follows uh, would follow Ruby and Earl. Ruby played. Only people by, I want to see. <laughs> truly, truly. I wish this would have came out before uh, Grownish, but that's just my opinion. Right? I don't care about these kids in college. I'm going to see Ruby. Mm, okay. Period. Like real yeah. life, and she's just such a great character. So if you don't know, you should actually catch up on Blackish. It's actually super funny. Um, Ruby is played by uh, Jennifer Lewis, the iconic Jennifer Lewis, mother of Hollywood. Ugh. Um, Earl is played again by the iconic Lawrence Fishburne, like range, both of them, their, their talents range from Hollywood theater on Broadway to motherfucking like Hollywood on the movies. I mean, period, point blank. So oldish, um, will follow Ruby and Earl as they give love a second chance when they move to a rapidly gentrifying neighborhood in LA, they'll meet characters who represent old and new faces of the community as they try to make it work as a married couple again. Um, I love this because I love a motherfucking boomer story. I, I, I really do. Um, so uh, Barris wrote the script and would have a, uh, executive produced with Fishburne, excuse me, Anthony Anderson and E. Brian Dobbins. Um, Lewis uh, would have been a producer as well. So it seems like a lot of it's up in the air, but I mean, Kenya's making all this money. I know ABC is like, bring the checks. Let's go. Right. They said, we want all the issues. Okay. Shoot. You got small ish. You got fat ish. What you got? Like more ish for us. We want all the ish. Um, Ish ish. Okay. (laughs) Broke ish. Rich ish. All of it. Okay. How many issues can we pull out? Okay. Back. (laughs) (laughs) Ciao. All of them. Um, all right. So one of the awards uh, that, well, the award shows that I think did really good, despite all the mess ups with the, all the other ones, BET Awards, shout out to them. Um, they actually did a really great job during the pandemic of hosting and putting it together. The performances were great. Like that Megan Thee Stallion desert uh, piece that she did. I'm like, go mm-hmm. off queen. 
bow down to the motherfucking queen H-Town. They done fucking represented uh, again. Um, but in the headline, BET Awards sets June date, um, vaccination individuals invited to be a part of the live audience. So now that everybody's, we're getting back sort of, quote unquote, back into normal life, you know, we had news that the CDC said, you know, we don't need to wear masks except for, you know, all the other places that they listed. They're so confusing. I don't know why they do that. But anyways, excellent. It seems like there's signs of getting back to normal. Amen. Ashe and amen. Um, BET is basically saying, okay, this is how they're going to handle sort of transitioning back to normal, particularly with the award show. So mm-hmm. in the article, again, uh, written by Trey um, Mangum, um, BET announced that the 2021 BET Awards will return Sunday, June 27th. So it's, they're coming up quick. The live ceremony will take place at the Microsoft Theater at LA Live in Los Angeles. I always joke about this, but I feel like Corey going to be there. Corey is like low key. If y'all, she's a bad bitch. So she can get in anywhere. And I'll be like, every time I'm on TV, I'm like, let me text a Corey there. <laughs> I bet you. I man. did go to the 2019 BT Awards and it was See. lit. And I was See. supposed to be in the mosh pit, but I ended up on stage See. because I was cute. <laughs> okay. And that's it was a good cute. time. It was a good time. Honey, that's what cute girls do. Okay. So it will return with a live studio audience uh, after being uh, virtual last year due to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is a quote from uh, BET president Scott Mills. Uh, Since the beginning of the pandemic, BET has been at the forefront of recovery efforts for our community, turning entertainment touch points into opportunities to empower our audiences and help combat the disproportionate impacts of COVID-19. Vaccination rates among Black Americans are significantly lower than other communities, uh, understandably so, also racism, again. Um, We are committed to using our signature programming event, the BET Awards, to encourage vaccination in our community. So I'm glad that they're using that platform and, you know, trying to encourage us to get the vaccination and get the um, resources that we need, Uh, whether we want to or not. Again, you know, I I will always respect um, free will. Um, and also the government, you know, be fucking us over all the time, 24 hours. So I don't, I'm not mad at anyone. <laughs> I'm not mad. Not like 24 I, hours. You know, 24 <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week. So I completely understand. But yes, so I'm glad that they're kind of taking that stance. Like, you know, our community is impacted probably the most all the time. So we want to make sure that they're, um, you know, have access as much as possible. And hopefully, you know, Everybody can come on and have a black ass good ass time at this BT Awards. It's gonna be lit. Um, and yeah, again, the 2020 awards were fucking great. Like they if if you haven't see that uh the, the I my favorite was um Megan's performance and Chloe and Hallie. I mean, these ho- I was like, well, goddamn, you guys get give them all the awards truly, mm-hmm. give them all the respect. They mm-hmm. get all my likes on Instagram. I'd be like, like. I don't even see the whole performance. Yeah. I'm like, clearly it's a like. I mean, my God, go ahead. I don't even have to see the picture. I just see the name Chloe Bailey or Haley Bailey come oh, up. Like, like, and then I just like the picture. I don't yeah. even have to look at it. I don't even I just know it's going to look good. It's just an automatic response because that's what it should be. Like, yeah. I just know it's going to be a bomb ass picture regardless. So, truly. Yeah. Truly. Just have me eating kale all day. I'm going to be like, well, I'll just eat kale. All right. 
So next, um, this is coming out of uh, ABC. It's a new anthology series, but Women of the Movement, it's a teaser and it's an anthology series. And I think this time they will be looking at the story of Mammy Till Mobley. Um, and uh, I believe that was uh, the mother of Emmett Till. So ABC has released the first trailer of the upcoming anthology limited series, Women of the Movement. Uh, the first series, first season of the series will focus on Mammy Till Mobley. And as you guys know, anthology series, they have different seasons, but each season has a different subject and it mostly follows a theme. Um, according to the network's description, um, in 1955, uh, risks her life to find justice after her son Emmett Till mm -hmm. is brutally murdered in the Jim Crow South. Unwilling to let Emmett's murder disappear from the headlines, Mammy chooses to bear her pain on the world stage, emerging as an activist for justice and igniting the civil rights movement as yeah. we know it today. So, I mean, that's an iconic moment. Um, I remember even learning about it in school, but how she was like, no, we're going to have an open casket so everyone could see what they did to Anyway, um, he Emmett does that, so. Yeah. I heard nothing about that. The fact that you learned that in school is cool. Right. And unfortunately, that goes to show why it needs to be told on television. How out because like the culture needs to be out there and we know it can easily be erased. You know what I mean? So good mm -hmm. on them. I think this is definitely a story that uh, I think the Emmett Till story has been shown in different ways, but I don't I haven't seen one from the vantage point of you know his mother who you know had to endure all of that um the series also stars tanya pinkins as alma cedric joe as emmett till ray fisher as gene mobley glenn turman glenn turman oh what a fucking legend as uh moses wright uh, chris coy as jw uh, milan uh, carter jenkins as roy bryant and julia mc Dermot as Carolyn Bryant. So I'm absolutely going to check that out. Executive producers on here, some notable ones. Um, Jay-Z, of course. Um, Jay Brown and uh, Tyron Ty Smith of Rock Nation. Will Smith and James Lasseter of Overbrook. Um, let me see some other notable folks. Oh, and of course, Gina Prince Brightwood. And the first episode Yay. is written by Marissa Joe. Uh, excuse me, Sarah, excuse me, Marissa, and directed by Gina Pris Brightwood. So I know this is in good hands. Um, I know this is going to be beautifully fired because Gina, like, put respect on her motherfucking name. Like, so yeah, that's going to be really beautiful. Um, I can't wait for that. Um, and then let me make sure I have everything. Forgive me. Oh, yes. One more piece. Oh, no. Lord forgive me. There's another piece of news I want to share with y'all, um, but I need to bring up the article. Forgive me, y'all. I thought I had it all up. Lord, just bear with me. One more thing that I think is important. So while I bring this up, I'm going to read the um, headline. So iCarly Revival cast defends new star Lacey Mosley after uh, racist attacks uh, from fans. So this is actually incredibly stupid um i have the honor of working with lacy on her podcast scam goddess and you know if you don't know her from there she is currently on the season of a black lady sketch show she's one of the newer members that comes on um and if you catch her in a lot of the um the sketches they got her doing so much physical comedy like she really is like working for you girls okay mm -hmm. so um 
yeah, as this comes up, I'm definitely going to, you know, go into details about it. But basically, like, just to summarize it, like, racism again. <laughs> um, so basically, in the original um, iCarly, like, the best friend of the uh, main actress uh, was white originally. I believe it, her name was uh, Sam. So Sam, and I believe the, um, the actress's name was Jeanette McCurdy. And so on this new version, you know, she plays uh, Miranda uh, Cosgrove and she's friends, well, excuse me, iCarly, I believe, and forgive me, I'm not a big iCarly fan, so I might mess up the names of the um, original uh, cast players. But um, so basically Carly, who's played by Miranda uh, Cars Cosgrove, forgive me. So that is the main character. And her best friend is played by uh, Lacey. Um, and this will be a reboot that will be on Paramount Plus. So basically um, Lacey was unfortunately the target of a lot of hate speech and the, <sighs> Basically, the cast, the everyone from the writers group, basically, or writers room, came out and sort of defended her um, because, you know, these attacks were unfounding and irreprehensible. So, um, yeah, in a video, um, basically, Lacey was like, I'm not replacing Sam, uh, Janet McCurdy. It is very, who is a very wonderful person. So she lets everybody know, like, there's no beef, like all of this going on is kind of ridiculous. I've never met her, but it's no shade. Get the fuck out of my mentions with this fucking racist ass bullshit. You will be blocked and you will never see me again, honey. And that's just on period. <laughs> Anytime that happens. Um, the iCarly team, including Nickelodeon's parent company, Viacom CBS, have lent their voices uh, to quelling the violence. Um, and they released a statement asking fans to not cyber bully any one of the actors. Um, Please don't. I, Carly, are proud. But, I mean, wow. What a statement, like, to send out to the internet. Like, can we not be disrespectful to people with your racist ass? Anyway, I, Carly, right. are proud to be racially diverse, not only in our crew, but our cast. We have recently seen reports of racism towards a member of our iCarly cast, and it's not acceptable. Um, and this is a series posted, this is from the series posted online. Please think about your words and take time to understand how what you say can impact other people. iCarly also put on their Twitter page a statement about upholding anti-bullying and no tolerance for racism. Our company is proud to uphold the values of inclusivity and collaboration will work to embrace new and diverse voices, act with care, and work together, said the series. The upcoming uh, Paramount Plus iCarly series is one of the many examples of this uh, commitment, and we support our entire cast and crew and stand against all instances of hate and racism. So they made sure to put that out. I even saw something where um, the younger character, there's a younger Black lady, uh, young character who might have also um, had some uh, unfortunately racist trolls try and uh, uh, come after her but you know first and foremost like you know fuck all you trolls <laughs> second of all like these are all working actors who quite frankly have worked hard to get to where they've been been worked hard to get to where they're at to even get these roles and the very fact that y'all are even having racist trolls on an iCarly reboot let's just let's just start there like a Nickelodeon 
child's like reboot. Y'all have some something so mad to talk about because one of the characters before who was white, now there's a black character just so mad that there's a black character and not another white character. Cause there's no way these racist rants would have came out if the character, if it was a different actress and if she were white, there's no way y'all would have cared. Mm-hmm. And that's just point blank period. But period. yeah, I mean, all of y'all going to go to hell for this. Y'all got way too much fucking time on your hands to be bothering people who are simply working and, you know, quite frankly, going to do way better than any of you hoes will ever. Like y'all could Honestly. never, <laughs> like y'all could never. Point well, blank period. I hate behind a TV, uh, um, not a TV, a computer screen. Right, right. amount too, little bitches. <laughs> y'all, y'all cowards ain't never gonna pull up. Like period. Any, and even if, like period. <laughs> so you know, and some of y'all are real crazy out here, like got that much time over a fucking Nickelodeon reboot. Like y'all are dumb. Y'all dumb. <laughs> and yeah, the statement from Lacey was polite. <laughs> like real nice. Very. So yeah, I'm really glad that they came out and you know, deaded that. Like, no, we don't support this. Don't fucking do this. This is not acceptable. Like, yeah, like they should have been always have their back. And yeah, y'all are fucking weird. <laughs> Get some lives. That's all I would suggest. Yeah. Y'all are y'all are real weird get lives, get help, mind your own business. Um, please do that. Like, <laughs> help, sweetheart, seek help. Please. Anyways, but yeah. So that's that on that news. But Lacey Mosley is definitely prospering again. She's over here killing it on um, the second season of um, a Black Lady Sketch show. And she recently won a Webby Award for her um, podcast, Scam Goddess. So shout out to her doing big things yeah um, yeah fuck all you racists fuck the haters <laughs> um yeah. and with that that is the news and yeah let's take a quick break and we're gonna come back with the main segment yes oh. hello we are back still black you guys were wondering Mm. Um. Yeah. Main segment. We're gonna be reviewing the Upshaws, as you guys probably saw from the title. Yep. And spoiler alerts. We're gonna be talking about the pilot. So yes. if you have not watched it, um, just know we're gonna be talking about the pilot. So you're gonna hear about it. Looks like. Um. But also another spoiler alert. We liked it. We loved Truly. it actually. So Truly. um, already letting you guys know that it's bomb.com. <laughs> anyway, it so mm-hmm. it is a sitcom. Um, I believe it's multicam because they have a little laugh track that I despise. I, <laughs> I despise laugh tracks. But um, the laugh track was, wasn't even needed because the bitch was laughing anyway. Um, it was created by Regina Y. Hicks, who worked on Insecure, mm-hmm. and Wanda Sykes, the mm-hmm. incomparable Miss Wanda motherfucking Sykes. Period, period. So it also stars Wanda Sykes, Mike mm-hmm. Epps. Hello, mm-hmm. one of my favorite comedians. Kim oh, Fields, one of my fave black actresses ever, period. Mm-hmm. Kennedy, Diamond Lyons, Khalil Spragans, Jermel Simon, and Gabrielle Dennis. She's playing another baby mama, but I I just like it. I, <laughs> I stand. She just, no one kills a baby mama role better than her, honestly. Stand. And stand. she 
is phenomenal in the show. And Journey Christine. So it premiered on Netflix on May 12th. Mm -hmm. um, and it's literally about a black family in, I think they're like Indiana or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they just want to, you know, make shit work. Mm -hmm. Because that is all we can do out here in these streets, especially after last year. True. All we can do is try to make shit work. So just to go over the cast list for y'all. So Wanda plays Lucretia. I'm going to be saying that name. That is a name that just rolls off the tongue. Like, I like saying that. Lucretia. <laughs> so um, she is the wife's sister, older sister. Mm -hmm. And Mike Epps plays the father. Kim Fields plays the mother of the wife. And then Wanda Sykes is her sister. Mm -hmm. And then um, Mike Epps is a mechanic. Mm -hmm. I think he owns the shop, maybe. Yeah. From the way they uh, set it up, they did make yeah. it seem like so he, he owned owns it. the shop. But I believe that Wanda Sykes' character, Lucretia, put some money into the shop because she always be come by that time to tell people what to do. Sure and he has to listen to her. So I'm guessing that she puts money into the shop that he owns. Mm -hmm. And then Kim Fields works at. She works in healthcare doing something. Mm -hmm. They have, okay, so this is where it gets a little, you know, some real shit. Mm -hmm. So they have three kids together, and then there's a kid outside of the marriage. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into that later. That all happens in the pilot. You guys will hear about that. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, they were high school sweethearts. have been together since then. They had a kid in high school, and then obviously got married. Had two more kids, and then Mike Epps, who plays the father and the husband in the show, he had a child outside of the relationship while he thought that they were on a break, which always a break, baby. Niggas, niggas, just just big shit. Um, but uh, so we'll talk more about how we feel about that later. But yeah, first things first, it was motherfucking hilarious. Agreed. When I tell you, okay, <laughs> um, I don't know what to expect because I have not been feeling any of the sitcoms that have came out lately. That's... Um, the only sitcoms that I really like are old school sitcoms. And now they're considered old school mm -hmm. sitcoms for 80s, 90s. Those the only sitcoms that I really like. Any sitcom that really came out lately have not had me like rolling on the floor. Okay. They don't hit the same. They don't hit the same. Girl, just they just don't hit the same now black is just funny but it never i just black is don't be having me roll on the floor i'm gonna be honest with you don't ever have to crack it up i don't laugh out loud like <laughs> i don't do that with black <laughs> when i tell you i was <laughs> and it was just much needed um yes. i knew it was gonna be funny off the bat because you can't put one site you cannot put Mike Epps and you cannot put Kim Fields together no. and not make me laugh because mm -hmm. all those people individually be having me crying. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was going to be funny, but the writing mm -hmm. was impeccable. It was really good. Talk about uh, great comedic writing and then talk about great comedic actors mm -hmm. who know their timing, who know, they just know, okay? They just, they just know. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure they ad-libbed a lot too, which makes it even mm -hmm. funnier. Because there are some points I'm like, I know Mike Epps is fucking ad-libbing this shit. Because this nigga here, this is some real Mike Epps ad-libbing shit right now. And I cried. So mm -hmm. that's my initial reaction. I loved that they were cursing. That's Call funny. me a heathen bitch. Yep. <laughs> I love that they were cursing because yep. to me it felt more authentic. Absolutely. What really doesn't uh, rub me the right way about sitcoms these days 
is that they trying to be too perfect and it's yeah. too corny. Like, yes. no, that should be corny, which is why I don't watch Ooh. them. So I love that they were cursing because that's how some families talk. Period. I mean, we've been cursing yeah. and it's okay. It's it's just a fact of life. So mm-hmm. I like they were cursing and I like that it, it just felt authentic. It felt just like an authentic family. We were seeing the good side. We were seeing the bad side because that's just how it is. No family is perfect. So they showed a real accurate portrayal of just how families be sometimes. Shit be a mess sometimes. I don't know anybody's family who is uh, the Cosby's. I don't. So, um, yeah, I love the authenticity of it. Um, and I'll get more into that later, but what was your initial reaction? Yeah, same. Everything that you said, I think they did a great job with, you know, the casting. I'm sure we're going to get into that, but yes, I think everyone worked well together. Um, I love the fact that they were cursing, but it wasn't so much that was just out of control. Again, it goes back to how well written it was. Like, you know, we didn't like, you know, for me, it's not like that. Oh, I just like cursing all the time. No, it's just like, it was authentic and real to the characters. And it made sense given the way that they presented the characters, given the way that they really um, put the pilot together. Um, I do laugh at um, going back to comparing to other sitcoms. I do. I laugh out loud to blackish i really like blackish but the thing about blackish and that's different from this is like blackish while it's a sitcom is a single cam so it feels different than from the multi-cam sitcoms that we grew up with like you pointed out to like the living singles the martins where they had laugh tracks that actually indicated funny shit as opposed to just putting in the laugh track to just manipulate people to laugh off shit that's just not funny mm. um so yeah they actually had hilarious laugh out loud moments again mike epps with wanda sykes and casting them in the right characters where they are characters that butt head is chef's kiss like the roast that they have back and forth with each other reminded me of the roast that when you think i love the dynamic when martin and pam They had me. Oh my God. We love a good rivalry. Okay. Time. And so they really did a great job of channeling sort of that old school nostalgia, but really like updating it and revamping it in a new way where it feels like a fresh show, um, but still like still hilarious, still funny, still realistic to the characters. Um, always love the fact that it's all black cast, they were waiting all bliggity black. Um, and yeah, and I also love the way that they portray, you know, the blended family. Like you said, the break baby comes through, like how they have to, you know, really navigate that as a family. In the pilot, we already see that, you know, the, the break baby and his uh baby within the um marriage, if you will, like they have a birthday on the same day, right? So now there's like a pulling of, uh, I guess, uh, I guess attention from Mike Epps' character. Um, and his name is Benny Upshaw Sr., uh, full name Bernard. And so like you see sort of the tug and pull that um, he has to kind of go through. And, you know, he's a, you know, quite frankly, an authentic nigga trying to make it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's good and bad, you know, he has his own business. He's a car mechanic, like honestly doing like an honest job, you know what I mean? A, a yeah. good job and a business owner. And you know what I mean? But also he's a nigga, like he had a break baby. He, instead of telling the truth, he goes back and forth between baby moms and, you know, his wife, you know, and instead of, you know, 
it would be too easy to communicate and just solve the problem. No, you gotta yeah, lie. We would not have. We wouldn't have a story then. Right. You gotta lie. You gotta have shenanigans. Um, and that's how you know. Honestly, the comedy comes through. But yeah, I agree with you. I think there's an authentic voice here. I love that it reminds me of the sitcoms from the '90s that are actually funny. Actually, have a good sort of balance between physical comedy and like writing comedy with the jokes and set up in the punchlines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I actually actually think like in terms of a solid pilot, right? I think it did a great job of setting up the rest of the series. I'm only in episode, the middle of episode two, but I think it was a good launching point and it makes me want to watch the whole series for sure. So yeah, I, yeah, I agree with everything you said, child. <laughs> yes, and I agree with everything you said. Um, perfect pilot, the whole mm-hmm. pilot, pilot is to make us want more. So mm-hmm. it definitely did that. Um, so we talked about a little bit about writing, how we mm-hmm. loved um, just the comedic, just the comedicness. Is that word? Oh the comedicness yeah, of it all. Yeah, um, this is great comedy writing, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. may not like it, but to me, I think it's great comedy writing. Um, just mm, chef's kiss. Um, yeah. Terms of characters and acting, I mm-hmm. like characters. Yeah. I like the world that we've created. I really like the duck characters, the nigga who just got out of prison and now he's a born again Christian. And we all know a duck. We all know a nigga who just got out of prison and now he's a born again Christian. Mm -hmm. And he's just his own person. So I liked him and I liked kind of everybody that they introduced. Like I said, we love Gabrielle Dennis's character. Yes. They mama, but I like her character. Like she, and, and that is her acting. Mm-hmm. talking about acting too but her acting is what really draws that character in mm-hmm. um but yeah everyone just did a beautiful job in yep, really yep. portraying their characters and giving me like i said authenticity that's what i really like about the show is it gives me authenticity right yeah. um everyone understood the assignment is that what the kids are saying now yes. <laughs> she understood yeah. the assignment yes everyone <laughs> understood their assignment for show yes. um even the kids. Yes. Even the kids, I believe, did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I am excited to see kind of characters develop yeah, as yeah. this show continues on because we know it's going to get renewed. We're going to have to speak into the business. It's going to get renewed. Um, so we are excited to see these characters develop. They really set the characters up well, and everyone has their role in the show. Mm-hmm. And everything works together to create the perfect amount of conflict between each other, but also the perfect amount of togetherness, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But what did you think about characters acting? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think everyone did a great job, you know, you know, again, going back to the dynamic between, you know, Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes, hilarious, going back and forth. Oh my gosh, really, yeah, those two. Just hilarious. Again, you know, Gabrielle Dennis does a great job, like, being the baby mom and like really not having no problem with you know wifey or whatever but just really just trying to get do things for her baby my favorite one of my funny scenes was just her doing a party for her baby and it's just an adult party but there's kids there as well doing inappropriate adult things and I'm just like I've been to this party like I know (laughs) I know these people I've been to a party where it's just like oh this is just adults and maybe some kids, but it's for the child. Like, woo, so silly. So, um, so yeah, silly, I really, truly, I really love, you know, the older son 
um oh my god what's his name Bernard. yes he was uh but but so he's named after his father and i think it's uh wait i'm getting confusion <laughs> bernard bernard that's the same so he's bernard jr then oh yeah yeah okay forgive me so yeah bernard jr um i believe is his real name diamond lines Jermel simon thank you okay god simon. i need to go ahead i probably need some glasses that's fine on tv <laughs> it makes sense so yeah so Jermel simon he did a great job i love the scene where he goes back and forth with his father he was first of all just introduced while he was delivering something uh to the house because he's a grown kid now and i love the dynamic between like the adult child with their parent and like that interaction where it's just mm-hmm. like they made all the mistakes <laughs> on them and now they got to suffer for it and mm-hmm. they want, they still want to be close, even though with, you know, and so it was really funny to see uh, he's plays a postal worker and like the dad was just acting a fool, Mike Epps. So he made sure that um, he had to get his uh, package um, in person. He's like, well, I'm just going to mark this out that, that you didn't even get. One. He's like, I'm here. Don't you, don't you do, don't you do that. And it was great. It was great because yeah. you saw the struggle of parenting. It's like he can't tell him nothing now. He's a grown adult now. Like you're gonna have to pick up your package at the um the UPS stop. I don't know where you're gonna go. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think that the kids great. the kids overall did very well. I think uh, overall it was great casting and the characters were you know well defined and well developed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. So in terms mm-hmm. of story, mm-hmm. um, especially for sitcom pilots you don't want to start it to where you're starting at the beginning of the story you want the sitcom pilot to feel like it could fit anywhere in the series mm-hmm. um and you want to you want it to show how every how these people will act on every other regular day yeah but i liked how they made it into a story it was a good way to introduce the the bonus baby or you yes. call it the break baby mm-hmm. um <laughs> by having like a birthday party for the daughter and then having the bonus baby's birthday party on the same day. It was a good mm-hmm. way to kind of introduce the dynamic Ooh. of him having a child outside of the marriage, mm-hmm. which unfortunately happens all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not, I'm not going out there be like, have babies only wives, motherfucker. I ain't saying that. I'm oh, just man. saying it's some real oh, shit. Man. Like I know that story all too well mm-hmm. um, from all races, by the way. Truly. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good way, whoever came up with how this story would go for this pilot to really introduce everybody and find a way to put them all in a room together yep. so that we could see the dynamics of everything. Because the yep. show really is, to me, about um, this family trying to figure out life and mm-hmm. how to integrate the bonus baby into, right. you know, into the family. So yep. even integrate baby mama gabrielle's character into the family as well so it was a good idea to have that their parties be on the same day so that we could really introduce everybody introduce dynamics introduce conflicts that we're going to be seeing throughout the season um and yeah it was just it was a good writing choice on whoever decided to have that be the story for the pilot but what did you think about the story choice for the pilot 
Yeah, I think they did a good job. Um, again, like you were saying to the blended family aspect and how it came about, like, you know, knowing that, first of all, it, it says a lot that the, the break baby and, you know, the other child are born at the same time because like it automatically gives us backstory to know that uh, they, we, the baby mama and, you know, his wife were pregnant at the same time. So we already know it's already locked and loaded, even though it's been years, <laughs> it's still very heavy um, in terms of that dynamic and that, that relationship. So I think it was smart to do that. Um, I think it was also smart to like see the dynamic of how you know Mike Epps, the father, had to feel like he's choosing one over the other and have along the way trying to basically put in boundaries so that um, both, both of his children, every everyone can be integrated in the family. Um, a funny part that I thought really brought that out was when they brought out the cake uh, for the young girl's um, birthday. And then Mike Epps tried to, <laughs> when they were singing happy birthday to her, he was like, and Hell the cake. <laughs> I was like, what? He said, happy birthday to y'all. They're wrong saying you. <laughs> well, it was, so, it was, yeah, hilarious. Um, I also liked how him and uh, Kim Fields um, interact, uh, Kim Fields being the wife, and, you know, how, like, she would, as much as she knew that he was fucking up at some time, she always was, like, you know, even telling her sister, like, you know, don't talk bad about him in front of the kids. Like, that's not what I want. You know what I mean? So even though she's frustrated, she still loves him very dearly, wants him to be respected. And you can see that throughout the whole thing. She still gets on his ass, you know, and he still gets on her nerves, you know, mm -hmm. but she's still, you can do some dumb shit. Okay. Um, but she still ultimately loves and respects him. So you can see that for sure. And she also calls him out on his bullshit, which I like. And we also see her struggle with you know the boundaries that or the lack of boundaries that he's placed with his baby moms you know this happens a lot with dudes like they don't know how to oh, navigate yeah. you know both women and so instead of just telling the truth and having a grown folk conversation they always resort to lying and of course that creates more conflict and shenanigans so yeah so i think they did a good job of highlighting you know the complexities of blended families um and you know making that shit funny so yeah facts facts mm -hmm. facts and i love that you know we get to see my caps be silly my caps yes but also um where he, they're not just portraying him as just like a bumbling ass idiot you know what i'm right, saying they're still right. portraying him as you know a black man who's the head of the family right and he's just not just fucking stupid oh i'm a fucking idiot you know what i'm saying right, like right. which it's something that I see in a lot of TV shows portraying black yeah. men as just idiots who can't right. do anything and can't can't lead. And we don't right. need to see that that image, y'all. We need to see black men leading because that's what mm -hmm. we need. Okay, we need black men. Yeah. So I'm glad that you know he he just silly. He just a nigga. Like he just act like a nigga. But right. you know he's not stupid. You know right. that he can still lead his family and that mm -hmm. he can still be head of the household. Mm -hmm. Um while having his wife be head of the household too. Like, you know that there's, that he's not useless and worthless. Right. So right. I love that they were able to balance that in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of pacing, mm -hmm. I thought the pacing was good. It kept me laughing. Yeah. Uh, in terms of comedy, you got to have the jokes. They got to be boom, bam, bang. Like, mm -hmm. especially with the pilot, a comedic pilot. 
you got to have, I don't know how they say it. Like, I think they say you have to have a couple jokes on each page when you're writing or that's yeah. whatever the rule is. Yeah. But either way, the jokes was coming at me and I was, I was laughing. Yeah. So to me, that means the pacing was good for this uh, half hour comedy pilot, in yeah, my yeah. opinion. But do you have any notes on pacing or anything? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think the pacing went well. Uh, they introduced us to the characters quickly. We knew what the problem was. We saw the sort of conflict and sort of some resolution, but continuation, of course, because this is a series. So I think they did that very well. Like you said, yeah, jokes on jokes on jokes. It felt like maybe, I don't know, three, four, five jokes a minute. I don't know. Like if it was like they they kept it coming and it was it was yeah. smart um, and enough for us to catch them, too. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they the pacing was was pretty good. Yeah, and the comedy came from everybody. And that's how you know you have a good cast. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times you got one motherfucker carrying the, the comedic right. you know, efforts of the show, or you got two people carrying the comedic efforts of the show. Right. No, baby. Everybody was holding their weight. Okay. <laughs> I think everybody made me laugh. And I think yes. that is that's true. Uh that's the mark of a good comedy. Um yep. not relying on one person to bring the funny. Mm-hmm. Everybody can bring that motherfucking thing. Okay, even them babies. Even the yes. babies can make me laugh. So that's, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's some good stuff there. So um, yeah, overall, like we said, we enjoyed it. I watched past the pilot child. I think um, yes. I'm on my child. I'm about to be done. Child about to, I don't, I have not been to anything in months. <laughs> I have not had time to binge. Yeah. I binge today. I binge today <laughs> because I just, I could not stop watching. So yes. Um, I can tell you guys, I think it gets funnier and better as the season progresses. So as you watch episode after episode, you will, you will laugh. Um, there was an episode where Kim Fields, oh, when I tell you she was kind of, it was like kind of her getting into her dramatic bag. And I was like, Oh, I think it's like episode five or six. Y'all. Okay. I watched the season and I said, Oscar, yes. I I love me some Kim Fields. So either yes. way, I'm gonna be like Oscar, Oscar. But he did, yeah. Because we, you know, you have to have that balance. Like if it's comedy, you still gotta have some moment where we're you giving us drama. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And they, yep, yeah. So yeah, I can't. I won't tell y'all nothing else. But <laughs> it it is truly funny. We have some good content here. And you guys should check it out. I mean, if you are interested in, and it's not reason, it doesn't have to be if you're interested in a, a sitcom about a black family. What? It's a family, okay? Really funny. Yeah. It's a family. Like anybody of any race, I think, can watch this show and laugh. Like, yep. you got some good leads here. The chemistry's there. The writing's good. The characters are good. Um, and you guys will enjoy it. I, I think you'll enjoy it because all I've been seeing is Ray reviews anyway. So, yes. And I think this is something that Judith mentioned. I didn't watch the Jamie Foxx sitcom that just came out. Oh my God. But Judith mentioned how that kind of fell short. And I did, the reason I didn't watch it is because everyone said it was not funny. So that deterred me away from watching it. So if that is, you know, something that's setting you off, you're like, uh-uh, I, ain't finna, I don't even want to get it up shot to try because you watched that and you were disappointed. No, please give this a try. Do it. It is. It is so funny, y'all. And yes. you really will not regret it. Um, we got some, some heavy hitters in this hole. And they yeah. doing a motherfucking thing. Okay? Yes. 
I stand and I cannot wait to see more and more seasons. Hopefully we get eight seasons of this. Like we got eight seasons yes. of Blackish. Yes. Let's, let's, you know, let's speak it into Yeah. Let's speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. But the only thing with Netflix is they only be giving you what? 10, 11 episodes a season. Yeah. Which is some real ghetto shit. <laughs> Cause network. They'd be like, we want 24. Get to work. Hoes. I'm like, ah, thanks. Exactly. Okay. That's how it should be. For a sitcom, <laughs> for a sitcom, you giving me 20 plus motherfucking episodes of TV <laughs> and nothing less. But <laughs> Netflix said, y'all hosting to take these little 10 episodes and y'all finna be okay. Okay. <laughs> Until next year. But I'm not okay with that. But um, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to be. Right. Because this one only got 10 seasons. So hopefully I can make a petition or something. Y'all gotta sign me and be like, we want more episodes of sitcoms on Netflix. Right. That's how they more. I'm going to have it and I'm going to make sure y'all, y'all, I'm going to sign it. Y'all better sign it to back me up so I'm not over there by myself fighting for a cause. <laughs> I'll be right there. We want more. Period. We want more. I'm not to uh, <laughs> protest outside the damn Netflix building. They'll be like, bitch, all this shit happening. This is what you protesting for? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, just let me have my little moment. Shit. Okay, man. it's called multitasking. Right? Okay. I'm tired of the trauma. Just let me get a, a, a break from the trauma for a second. <laughs> Child. Anyways, watch the Upshaw. Please. On Netflix, you won't regret it. I'm 100% sure you won't regret it. Period. And with that, we're going to take a little breaky break and be back with our last segment. Hey, hey, y'all. We are back. And as always, we black. <laughs> so as you know, um, our last segment is our Niggas You Should Know segment. Uh, this is where we show love to black and brown creatives in the industry. Uh, usually we you know, when we do any reviews are usually from um, what we've reviewed in the episode, um, but they can be directors, actors, writers, mm-hmm. costume designers, the whole gamut of uh, um, niggas that we think you should know and that you should, uh, you know, respect and give flowers and again, put some respect on their name. Yeah. So um, the nigga I believe you should know is Gabrielle Dennis. A lot of y'all know her. She is an American actress and a comedian. She has been working for a long time. You've mm-hmm. probably seen her in The Game, Blue Mountain State, The Underground. Like, she's been in so many shows. She's also been in uh, that Fox medical drama, Rosewood, alongside Morris Chestnut. Like, she's, I mean, you know, in 2018, she began starring as Tilden Johnson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe series, Luke Cage. RIP to that series. It was really good. Um, so yeah, um, here's some background on um, Gabrielle Dennis. I am coming right off that Wikipedia page, honey. Um, again, uh, she has a background in dance, theater, stand-up comedy, and singing. She said, I do it all. All the things, I do them. I do them well, and I do them better than you. Thank you. So um, in 2008, Dennis won the role of Janae Bryce on the CW comedy series, The Game. After the show was canceled, fans campaigned for its return, where Dennis was able to reprise her role for two more seasons on BET. So after that, I mean, she's been again, been getting guest starring roles on several series, uh, Franklin and Bash, Bones, Justified, Baby Daddy. In 2015, she landed the role of 
Pippi Rosewood and the toxicology expert and lesbian sister of Beaumont Rosewood. Again, Beaumont uh, was played by Morris Chestnut. Um, oh, yeah. On Fox, uh, again, that was Rosewood. Um, if you didn't catch her, um, Dennis also had a recurring role as Candace on the hit show Insecure. That's right, ma'am. And then um, she played Whitney Houston in the BET miniseries, The Bobby Brown Story, which debuted on uh, September 2018. So she has been core king, okay? There's so much more. Um, and again, I love her, quite frankly, right now in a black lady sketch show like mm-hmm. truly like she was in it last season but this season i don't know what's going on but she's fucking amazing like mm-hmm. truly 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 watch see learn know her um again gabrielle dennis you should know her she's amazing she's gorgeous she's talented she does all the things she she, she does them well honey okay and of course she's in the upshaw um you know upshaw excuse me so yeah she's getting all the checks uh netflix fox bet wherever it is give her the checks marvel give her the checks give her all the checks she works hard she looks good doing it and she got damn talented we don't deserve her Truly, we don't. Yes. But yet and still, we are blessed with uh, her talents and skills. So, yep. Gabrielle, Dennis, you are a queen um, and forever will stand for you. And you that's why you're uh, my nigga. You should know. Period. Point blank. X, no printer. Mm-hmm. I I love Gabrielle Dennis. And oh, um, she's hilarious in everything I've ever seen her in. And oh. like she's that killing it on Black Lace Sketch Show right now. Oh, and God adore her on the upshots okay. um ugh, i love it mm-hmm. okay so mine as you guys know so the kids in the upshot well, he's not a kid so i told you guys that they were high school sweethearts and they had a child in high school which was their first kid he was a ups man the, um i think judith mentioned the the scenes that they had but he mm-hmm. i think the actor that plays him is phenomenal i think Mm -hmm. he's funny super talented and would like to see him in more of the things his name is germel simon so make sure that you are watching out for him and there's a little twist with his character Mm -hmm. that if you continue to watch the rest of the um episode of the upshot you're going to see the twist with his character y'all so um love that for him so i think he's in Mm -hmm. most of the episodes of upshaws he was in some shorts. He was in the episode of The Animal Kingdom. He was in an episode of something called Confessions of a Hollywood Bartender. Okay. He was in an episode of Tattoo Nightmares and a TV movie called Why We Pray. He has a producer mm. credit. And he was in something with the um, NAACP Image Awards. So it seems like he's starting out. Nice. So, you know, I think this, is, this would be considered his biggest role. It's recurring. Nice. And we love to see people have their big breaks. This love is definitely season. a big break for him because hey. the show has been, uh, it's being watched for sure. Okay. Um, so make sure you're looking out for Jermel Simon. He plays Bernard Jr., the first child of uh, the Upshaws. In yes. the Upshaws. We are excited to see where he goes next. Yeah. And with that, we are done yes. with um the show. Yes. That's yes, it. Yes, yes. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. I don't I know all the socials, but just know you can find us at Temple <laughs> Tea. 
Yes. The tinsel of the town of the tea. Uh, make sure you're engaging. Mm-hmm. And thank you all again for listening and supporting. Mm-hmm. We stand, you guys. Yes. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Do you have any, any notes to add? <laughs> oh, excuse me. No, I have <laughs> She alerted to the bullshit. Okay. <laughs> They can get thee behind me. But yeah, all I have to say um, is, uh, yeah, watch the Upshaws, uh, follow us on all the things, everything Corey said. And um, yeah, continue to stay Black, continue to stay beautiful, continue to protect yourself out here. It's still crazy. I'm really glad things are going back to normal, but it's still motherfucking crazy. So continue to um, put yourself first. And uh, yeah, with that, uh, goodbye and God bless. God bless for real. Bye, y'all.